Good evening. Welcome to Goblin Gab Ventures. Two goblins having conversations about life, dice, and everything else. I'm Brooke. And I'm Jean. And it's the month of love. So let's talk about some of our guilty pleasures. Wait, what? Yep. And this is your idea, so... But, I, I mean, on the podcast... Why not? What better time is there to talk about all those things that make your heart go in glee? I mean, I can I can think of a few better times than like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like what? Like, I don't. Um. Oh, uh, exactly. Now let's get started with something that we're both intimately acquainted with. Hold up! Wait, no, we're going there. No. See, yep. I'm... Let's talk about dice. Oh, she's giving me a heart attack. You're welcome. <laughs> Yo, the wine is strong so far already. Oh my god, it's gonna be a night. (laughs) So, I don't know if you know this. I think I might have mentioned this before, um, but I'm not actually the biggest fan of pink. Actually, when I grew up, I hated pink with a passion. And I have learned to appreciate it over time, but it's still not my favorite color. And then Die Hard Dias decided to prove me a liar, because for Valentine's Day, they came out with these dreamscape Aphrodite dice that have black outlines and the pink on the face. And they're so friggin' pretty. Gosh darn it. (laughs) So I guess my first guilty pleasure is sometimes I really, really enjoy pink busted oh those are pretty see my soul is basically pastel fluffy clouds so those are those are really gorgeous and uh, not what i thought you were going to talk about but uh it reminds me that i saw a totally dreamy set on cozy gamer shop always coming through with the beauty uh, but this site is called, uh, the set is called Rainbow Candy, and it's one of their exclusive sets. And it's got transparent and opaque pastel layers, and there's some glitter in them, and I really want to crunch them. That's <laughs> how you know it. it's a good dice set, and it makes you want to crunch them. Oh, it, it looks like candy, crunchy dice. And they looked really pretty. I was very impressed how they managed to get... They're both pastel, but then there's like a little bit of transparency in some places with the glitter yeah. sets. I thought they were really cool. Yeah, I like the font on them too. I'm becoming like a font person that I really notice them on Dice. Like <laughs> Die Hard Dice, their font is so good. Their Avalor line that you brought... Oh, you brought to my attention the other day. Those, the Moonstone ones and... It was just not good. What are you up to? I'm going to show you another gorgeous font. Misty Mountain Gaming <gasps> has these sets that are their Elder Runes ones, and I really love the font on them. Rustum really likes those. Yeah, I thought he might. I have found myself liking shades of brown lately, and that's another one that's not very high up on my list for preferences. So that was interesting. I mean, I would say those are kind of like a, a coppery color, but man, those are good. Yep, they were pretty cool. And I will make sure that I share everything that we discuss to our Twitter feed, which we apparently have now, at GGabVentures. <laughs> we just, so far, I like to post when we have a new episode up and the... Uh, dice that we mentioned during our discussions, uh, just in case you think they sound appealing and want to take a look at them, I will include links. 
Well, I'm glad you've got that part of the organization down, because I definitely do not. <laughs> but you wear the magical editing hat, which is way bigger than laying in bed in my PJs tweeting links. <laughs> so we're friends. We have alternate strengths. <laughs> Truth. But that's why we work. We complement each other. Although I do have to wonder, because from my knowledge, you only got into dice after you got into D&D, which I introduced to you two. This is true. Did you have something that you were equally obsessed with hoarding before dice? Books? I would say I am a book hoarder. Yeah. That should have been the other given for us both, actually. Exactly. Yes. Um, my TBR pile to be read is currently occupying about three stacks next to my bed, which husband just doesn't go to that side of the room because he knows <laughs> it's it's a disaster. I am also very bad about getting books that I have not read. Although I have actually read quite a few books. So in the time that we originally planned to start doing that and we gave each other our reading instructions up until when we were supposed to record it this week, I think I read like five books. I went on a binge for like a little while. That is the best kind of binge to be on. I wish, wish, wish that I could just say, okay, I'm going to go on a book binge. It's definitely one of my guilty pleasures is to just take a day where I don't have anything down in stone planned and planned. Woo, I am almost through this first glass of wine, just so you know. And <laughs> And this this is new for us. We have to we have to make that point clear is typically we do not <laughs> imbibe while we're recording, but in the spirit of guilty pleasures, we we decided to live it up tonight. So you are having some nice red wine. I am enjoying one of my favorite cocktails. It is called a chocolate cherry mule, and it is chocolate vodka and bourbon soaked cherries topped with ginger beer. Sounds like it would be weird, but it is absolutely my favorite thing for when I feel like feeling a little special, feeling a little girly. I serve it in a rainbow Moscow Mule mug, which makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. I have a nice, it's not technically a wine glass, um, but it's close enough to a wine glass that it works. So the pleasure of being able to read a book from beginning to end is something I don't usually have the luxury of doing. So one of my guilty pleasures is I can spend a day reading and not stress, especially if it's nice outside and I can sit on the patio or something and do it. That is the best day, in my opinion. I have to agree with you 100%. Second only to a day, like I told you today here, we got probably three inches of snow. And so it was really nice to just be cozy inside my house. And yeah, I was working, but I had the comfy fluffy blanket on. And if I were instead reading by the fire with the dog curled up, that would be pretty pretty paramount. I would really be happy with that. Snacks nearby, drinks nearby, no children. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that when your guilty pleasures, the days you have no kids? Oh, totally. And, and you do feel guilty. Society's messaging is that you are supposed to want to be with your children 24-7. See, I have to admit that my one problem with this topic is that I don't actually have pleasures that I feel guilty about. The shame I used to have around a lot of pleasures I've kind of let go of many a year ago. And so what I do have is just pleasures that maybe other people think I should be guilty over. But I personally in general don't really feel guilty about my pleasures anymore. I think that's fair. I was kind of thinking about that as we were as we were plotting out our episode this week. And I was like, you know, I guess maybe it's a, it's only a guilty pleasure because it's I don't know if it's even that I'm looking for guilty or if it's just something that is like an old pair of pajama pants with a hole in the crotch that you just keep because they're so comfortable and you're not throwing them out ever. But that hole does get bigger and bigger. And if you forget and wear them out to the mailbox, your neighbors might get an eyeful. <laughs> I mean, okay, like guilty pleasure snacks. Lately, I have been on a flaming hot Cheetos kick. <laughs> yeah, I know you have. I feel like as a late 30s mother of two, that is a guilty pleasure because I feel like a frat boy and that I am one step away from going to Taco Bell and getting my Mountain Dew and going online with my bros to play some Xbox. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. But <laughs> flaming Hot Cheetos. I like how your example of it though is, is like kind of what I will do now and then with roommates. But you know what? It's awesome. So we are, we're on the same page of frat boyishness. You never outgrow some of that stuff. Sweets was, I think, one of my guilty pleasures. Mini M&Ms. And it's not because it's bad to eat them. It's because I will eat a whole tube of those, like, in one go. They're basically a shot. I, yes, I feel like they're made to be a double shot of M&Ms. And I down them very quickly. I could see that. No. And just as a note. What? I ran out of wine about three minutes ago so 11 minutes in and i've had a whole glass of wine already i mean if you need to pause for a refill i can't there's a cat on my lap right now oh inconsiderate no right <laughs> yeah i'm already good and tipsy i'm in a, i'm in a good tipsy place right now with one glass of wine do you feel like occasionally splurging on a nice bottle of wine is a guilty pleasure I know I do sometimes. I would say not specifically spurging on wine, but I know what, in that vein, and I wasn't sure if I should bring it up as accounting, not so much now, but definitely when I started to spend money on myself for things, spending more money on something of quality, I used to feel really guilty about that. And it might be part of my upbringing, but I would look at like the two things and one was $10 for a really high quality product that's probably going to last me longer. And then something that was like $3, same product, but probably was only gonna last for a couple weeks before I had to replace it again and I'd always get the three dollar one because I was taught you know money 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 spend as little money as possible but now actually my dice buying reflected that too when I first started getting dice I would get cheaper ones um because I felt kind of guilty about getting so many dice uh but like now <laughs> I'm buying less dice but I'm buying what are kind of basically higher quality dice had went kind of the same through same process of I felt a little bit guilty doing that they still function the same uh so it took me time to I, I don't know to get over feeling guilty about something that brings me pleasure in that way paying for quality luxury was a guilty pleasure for me that's a really good point but another weird okay weirdest guilty pleasure i think i have is toilet paper Ooh. <laughs> i'm waiting for you to laugh at me 
See, I'm not going to laugh at you because I am very picky with toilet paper. Okay. I'm so glad I'm not alone it in has this. To be, has to be... Oh, God, no. I'm going to throw my microphone on the floor. Um, It has to be, like, a certain brand, certain type, not linty. Isn't that the worst? When it, like, lints on Okay, no. Gooch? The worst is when it, like, crumbles, crumbles as you wipe. Like, that two-ply stuff. Yeah. I hate the stuff that they have in Lou's when you go to the gas stations and whatnot. So, the Cottonelle is what we use. And, like, it's nice. It's yep. soft. It's thick enough that it doesn't dissolve. And you end up using less of it because you don't need to, like, wrap it around your hands so many times to make sure that it'll actually gather up everything <laughs> it's supposed to. Not to get gross or anything. See, this is what a glass of wine does to me. We have unleashed the dogs. <laughs> The toilet paper dogs. Who let the toilet paper out? Woo, woo, but. Woo, woo. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so like I've gone to friends' houses now since I started using the better toilet paper who don't use it, and I'm like ridiculously disappointed in their life choices, which isn't fair. But it's Are you a toilet paper judger? No. They could choose whatever they want to, but I feel like they should be treating themselves better than they are. And it's only because I have learned to appreciate the goodness of good toilet paper, darn it. Can I believe I'm having this conversation right now? But gosh darn it. It's important. But I'm agreeing with you. Again, this is why we work. Because I, I, I too, appreciate. Uh, we like to joke that my Bath and Body Works habit will be our currency during the eventual zombie apocalypse. It actually started with my mom. The woman has such a stock of Bath and Body Works hand soaps that eventually she will be able to use them as currency to trade and get what she needs if society falls. See, that is my long-term plan with our dice words, is that <laughs> clearly when the world falls, the goblin hoarders will still exist, and my goal is to just find them and sell my shinies for my needs. Truth. I do have a couple of sets that are definitely guilty pleasure sets that I spent way too much money on. And I'm keeping them for a rainy day, just in case. Don't blame me. I'm hoping to hold on to them for long enough that I can say, oh, okay, let's sell these and pay for a computer. Are they going to be like dice stonks? What? <laughs> you ever heard about the, they're calling the, the GameStop stock thingy? They're calling them game stonks. Oh, stonks. So you, got, you got dice stonks. <laughs> I got dice stonks too. Yeah. I've got a couple that I'm like hanging on to. So back to your bed and bath, whatever obsession apparently. Yeah. I got soaps and I got plugins. You said it started with your mom? Yes. Yeah. She has. She has a lot of soap, <laughs> to be fair. A lot of sinks, I should say. Wait. But. Okay. So I know that this probably is what you meant, but I'm just imagining your mom's house is like every counter has a sink in it. For no good reason. When you walk in the door to put your stuff in and there's a sink there and it's like just flooded with Bed Bath & Beyond stuff and your whole house is like that. I think more houses are going to be like that now that we've had a pandemic. Let's normalize the front door sink. Make it a thing. Come to my house. Wash your hands before you come in. Dice. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You see where I'm going with Oh yeah, that. I watch Harry Potter Puppa Bells too. <laughs> Dumbledore! Dumbledore! <laughs> Ron Weasley. <laughs> that, that reminds me that I kind of have fallen down the rabbit hole of TikTok recently. Oh yeah? What, is that on TikTok now? It is on TikTok. People are, are using that sound to make various 
to make variations on it. I'll have to text one. Oh, I'm not surprised. You. It's not it's not new people have been doing it for years. It's just that I started on YouTube, so um, there is a new like COVID variation of it. But yeah, I'm finding that to be entertaining just kind of scrolling through and it's it's kind of happier than other social media right now because you're not seeing you know people that you actually know being hateful about politics you're seeing cooking videos and babies and cat videos and silly music and can't you be more selective about what you see on tiktok versus like on your other feeds i don't know i don't tiktok yeah i have not figured out the algorithm at all yet i mostly just flip through that for you page and before you know it, it an hour has gone by and i have sent like 17 tiktoks to my husband usually with a caption this is you <laughs> yeah there was one this evening about how you know women that are working from home have their laptop on a comfy couch and they're probably watching some netflix and men that are working from home have three laptops and or three monitors and the biggest loudest keyboard that they can find and an obnoxious headset and that is literally us i feel so called out right now since (laughs) since came home and booted me out of my office i pretty much have staked the most comfortable spot i can find for myself oh yeah because he apparently needs the structure and rigidity of working in an office. <laughs> Fuck that. Which is weird to me because I hate that structure. I am so much better at working from home. I don't ever want to go back into offices again. I hate working in offices. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> so we've gotten a million pass off track but so why is bed bath and beyond your guilty well it's like you said it's you know paying a little more for a product that brings you pleasure versus something that you need yes we need hand soap we don't need toasted coconut snowball foaming hand soap we just need shit to wash our hands but the toasted coconut snowball makes me happy <laughs> what i think is what it comes down to it is guilty pleasures are like things that make you happy and because i don't really care what other people think you don't really have yeah them. it's hard to be made feel guilty for something <laughs> when you don't let other, when you don't care <laughs> another thing that i should probably be called a guilty pleasure because other people definitely judge it as something that like really you're an adult it's kind of ridiculous is you know those little stick on the window things that you can get for holidays oh i'm so sorry cat i didn't mean to whack you on the head i was gesticulating and her head got in the way yeah i yeah. love those and i've stuck to just the halloween and i put them just on the sliding door that is like the window in my room um but i love them and they bring me a ridiculous amount of pleasure for no good reason I'm so suck it if you don't like my cute little window stickies I mean, I am in my late 30s with a Harry Potter bedroom. Yeah, you know, I've been meaning to ask you that for a while now is with everything that's gone on with Rowling and like especially the last year. I know you're still a big fan of Harry Potter. Like, how do you personally reconcile someone being a shitbag basically with something that you've loved and obviously have loved enough that you literally decorated your room with it? Ugh. 
<laughs> that's really hard and i am seeing a lot of it kind of all over the interwebs is how how do you reconcile the fact that this is something that a generation grew up with and that brought hope and light to a lot of people and introduced us to magical worlds and now she's just a trash bag and i'm not there yet i haven't figured it out yet to how to reconcile because i know that there are you know there are a lot of famous authors or creators that are disgusting misogynists or have other really problematic views and typically i would say you know fuck that boycott them i'm not gonna read their shit so yeah it's definitely taking taking some of the joy of it out for me but for me it wasn't my introduction to fantasy and magic so maybe it just doesn't hit as hard plus they're not the best works i've ever read they're good books and that's the other thing is i could take the perspective of one of the reasons i liked her as a person rather than the world she created was because she was a talented writer and she does something that I absolutely love and highly admire in writers is that she writes a book, you get to the end and you realize that she was giving you tips and hints as to what was going to happen towards the end the whole way through. But you have to go back, a lot of times you have to go back and reread it to catch all of those or a few rereadings. And I really admire that. It takes talent and skill to do that. So I admire that. And as a writer, I still admire that she has the skill. She's a dirtbag of a human, but I it's a skill. And just because she's a dirtbag of a human does not mean that skill goes away. Whether you consider that fortunate or not, the, the fact of the matter is it's still a skill that she owns. Now, as for the world, it always had problems. And people were pointing out these problems long before she came out as who she is now. True. I'd rather recognize those and then like, look, there were these good things in writing and not, and then I'm, I'm kind of just generally my stance. Most of them, I probably won't continue to partake of most of the stuff that regards it, but I'm not going to be throwing everything out I ever owned. However, I'm not trans. I'm not somebody that she kind of picked on and is really shitty to. It wasn't the general demographic that she attacked, so I don't feel as personally upset by it. But out of respect, I can be like, if it bothers you, I'm just not going to talk about it. I appreciate what they meant to me. I think that it comes back to how much do you believe that people can grow and change as people in their lifetime? You know, it's hard to reconcile J.K. Rowling, poor single mother, writing her book in an Edinburgh pub with wealthy, seemingly conservative J.K. Rowling turf. Well, you know, um, I think that is a good point, is that just because somebody is healed doesn't mean they're a better person for it. And I think that with the woke culture and a lot of all the positivity around getting help for your issues and getting help for your problems, that we've started to equate having healed from something traumatic and what she went through was traumatic is that if you heal from something traumatic you're automatically a good person and that is not the case you can heal from a traumatic event grow as a person but not grow into a better person yes and i think that has been the case with her i don't think they all fall into that umbrella but i do think that in this case she is one of those people which is another reason why I have a bit of a, I can stand back and look at it that way view. And having done a lot of work, having gone through traumatic experiences and realizing that I was really honestly kind of a shit person before that. And then for a while after that, and I'm pretty sure I still have really bad personality traits that years to come, I will be like, oh man, I was a terrible person and I wish I hadn't been all those things. So my problem with Rowling isn't where she is now. 
My problem is her refusal to acknowledge that maybe she needs to change. And she's not showing any willingness that she should continue to grow. No. Yeah. If somebody acknowledges that, look, I'm not perfect and I am still working on myself, as long as you show progress other than that rather than just your words, I'm okay with it. But she has not done that. And that's where my issue and why I can't continue to support her. I have tried to make an effort not to buy anything that would bring money back into her pockets. So that has kind of been my focus is that if I find something Harry Potter related that I like, I try to make sure it's not gonna end up with money in her pocket somewhere so basically solo creators and whatnot that feels like a really fair way to handle it and you are exactly right that you know people have pointed out hey what you said here was pretty insensitive and you might not want to think that way and she said no this is exactly why i think that way i'm going to double down on my view and explain to you why it's the right one i just you know that feeds back into a conversation we've had a couple of times now particularly we've been previously talking about um like people who took over the capital or people who don't acknowledge that people exist even if you don't believe they're a thing or whatever the same point i've made before is the same point is a similar point here is that when you tell people like that hey you're wrong they're gonna go on the defensive it doesn't matter what side of an argument you are unless you are one of those very rare people who can be put on the defensive and not react to the situation, their response is going to be exactly what she is. You double down on what you already claimed is your truth. So any change that she that happens for her and occurs with her is probably going to happen not in the public eye. It's not going to happen in those responses to what happens lately. We're probably not going to see it for a year or two, hopefully that quickly. But at the very least, we probably won't see it for a while until she's taken it back into her own self, taken herself out of the public eye, done some personal work in the background, listened to people who maybe she didn't feel so threatened by she probably felt very attacked justified or not and she responded as somebody does in that situation i hope that she will grow into a better person in time do i expect it based on what she said no not really but i hope for it for her it does seem like a 180 to go from confirming that you wrote this character of dumbledore as gay to excluding trans people not really um i think it's being old (laughs) <laughs> i didn't want to say that but you you know you you hear many times the older you get the more conservative oh no you it's get. not that I, it's more of a so you were born before me if i remember right by like a couple of years or something right yep. so and i don't know if that difference matters but my experience was that growing up changes like accepting gay and trans and all of this as being a reality rather than just a concept happened very slowly at first so the conversation around uh it's okay to be gay gay is a bad thing to call like don't call people gay it's an insult that conversation took years and years and years and years and years to be had and to start letting the basically the the whole social parameters switch from oh my god you're so gay oh my god that's horrible to oh cool you're gay awesome let's celebrate it like that wasn't an overnight thing that took like six seven years it took most of my high school and even a little bit more into my college for it to be casually accepted as yeah no that's just reality get over it if you don't like it and then internet happened and more specifically things like facebook and more social medias different ways for people to speak out and have more of these conversations happen and the time that it has takes for the social parameters to like switch over to what is now acceptable has become quicker and quicker and quicker so it went from years to like maybe a year 
to like months to like weeks to like every other week now sometimes we get new things and you're expected to immediately accept it and just well if you're not on the bigger side of the comment commentary right now then you're the terrible person and so as somebody who's older i admittedly have trouble accepting that sometimes i'm somebody who likes to take a little bit more time and think my thoughts through which means mine don't always immediately line up with whatever is currently the acceptable for politically correct or whatever else you want to call it and i suspect as someone who is even older than me that those conversations were even slower before my generation started going through it and that she might be, and I'm, I'm not making excuses for her, I'm just saying this might be part of it, is that it might be something that it is, I don't know about harder, but like her turnover is still on a slower side. She's not ready or she's just not simply capable of this quick turnover that has happened with everybody else, especially if you have to take out something so deeply rooted as transphobia and homophobia which is still rooted all over our society. So like, yes, most of the younger groups and then people like us who bother to pay attention and actively try to be more positive about these things in the world, it's fine. But if you have to admit that you're a horrible person, that is a difficult thing to do. And then to figure out how to not be that difficult person in the public eye when people are always going to yell at you about decisions you make. It's gotta be a lot harder than trying to do it on your own in private. And it's already personal experience talking here really 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 freaking hard so again not excusing it but even if she's is i can kind of see why she might be having difficulties the cat has abandoned the lap uh-oh that means more wine i'm gonna make a wine song all right i look forward to hearing it later glug glug do 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 Mmm, yum. Do, 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 do. Fermenting. Do, 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 do. It's wine. I think I need to admit that I'm a little bit past tipsy, kitty. I am back. Ooh, I stood up and it hit me even harder. And I was like, ooh, I, I might be a um, little bit more drunk than I thought I was. <laughs> I heard you confessing to the cat. <laughs> do you want a confessions? Always. Guilty pleasure. Confession. These are your confessions. I've been licking the cool whip out of the container this whole time. <gasps> oh yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> you filthy girl. I know. I'm filthy. I'm so dirty. They should do things to me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we get there eventually. That's a good question, though. We keep talking about my guilty pleasures. Do you have any sexual guilty pleasures? How did I know you were going to go here? Um, no. We have discussed this multiple times and, and we'll definitely go into this with in greater detail. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that is so much fun about our friendship is that I am super vanilla. Mm -hmm. You're not as vanilla as other people yep. I've met, though. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... You're openly willing to talk about sex toys, so. This is true. Mm. And you've used them. I don't know if you've used them with your husband, but I know that you've used them. We have not gotten there yet, which I think is kind of fun because it, it leaves avenues unexplored and, you know, a lifetime is a long time to spend together. And so it's kind of fun to have, you know, different things in your bag of tricks that you haven't pulled out yet. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you've decided just one person forever, that's definitely, but like, I can tell you that like using the same sex toy with different people is still a different experience every time. Even using the same sex toy with the same person can be a different experience over time too. 
I have confused you, have I? <laughs> no, you haven't. I think I. I think with m- me, I think it is. Um, personally, up to this point, I've kind of associated sex toys as being a solo thing, and so I need to. Ch- I need to change my thinking and reframe that. That it's another intimacy door that I need to unlock. I don't know if we've talked about this. We could definitely talk about it in the future. Guilty pleasure for me for a very long time was masturbating, as I felt intense guilt around it i felt shame around doing it i was embarrassed about it especially if anybody might hear me including my partners that has changed over the years the only reason i don't like my roommates to hear about it now is personal preference because i like to get loud when i am solo by myself and i just don't like to do that with other people around unless i'm having sex with them actively Uh, But yeah, masturbation was definitely one of those things where I loved doing it. And especially the more pleasure I found in it, the more I found out how to get myself off. And I used to feel really, really, really guilty about that. And it's literally a definition of it's a guilty pleasure. Truth. I think with me, I think the thing, it's like everything else in my life right now where I try to find time for it. Which is so silly to say. It's not. I don't have kids and I don't have a husband and I still have to try to find time for it and rarely do. You know, and then there's there's the, the whole privacy question that you mentioned that, you know, I, I prefer to be alone, which rarely ever happens. So Have you ever thought about asking your husband, which is what I'm going to call your goblin husband now? Husband. Have you ever asked your husband or considered asking him to take the kids out for like a couple hours on a day and then just spend some of that time doing yourself? Nope. (laughs) I have never (laughs) considered that. The reason I ask is because this is something that my roommate actually suggested to me because they know I have this issue. And they were like, we were waiting, but you never did. So like you could have just asked us to leave for a couple hours and we would have been fine with it. And I was like, hmm you know communication is a good thing <laughs> turns out when you have sex positive people in your life you could just you know suggest the things you want and generally they'll be okay with it or at the very least they'll be understanding about it did i tell you about the really hideous porn couch no so i used to watch porn with uh and there was this one porn though and the couch that they were having sex on was so freaking hideous that i was completely turned off i could not shut up about this couch because it was so freaking ugly you remember those like old 50s couches that were like this ugly mustard throw up color oh yeah horrendous patterns on them that was this couch and i was like it's your your sex is good but i can't even acknowledge that it is because this couch is so horribly distracting in the background yeah, no, we didn't have sex at that point because I couldn't handle Like, we tried and I was like, no, if the couch is distracting. It's off there to the side. I can't. I, I just can't. <laughs> have you ever had a piece of furniture ruin the mood? <laughs> that one, absolutely. Yo, it was so bad. Speaking of mood ruiners, my little baby goblin has awakened and is demanding food. Her timing is terrible, as always. <laughs> Note to self, next time we get dream drunk, have more time to talk. Yeah. We just put in a thing that says, hey, it's a different day. Jean is not drunk this time. (laughs) Hello, we're back. Jean is sober this time. (laughs) 
it's another night. What do you mean? <laughs> so I have an activity for you. I have put together a quiz for you to take. Hold up. This is supposed to be guilty pleasures and you're turning it into school. Well, I mean, to be fair, school was a guilty pleasure for me. I genuinely enjoyed it. So there's that. So did I. <laughs> also, making my friends suffer is one of my guilty pleasures. You, you've been my player in my games. You should have known this by now. This is true. You're right. This quiz is for you to take. I'm also going to be putting my answers down as we go. I actually made this quiz. I was looking for other quizzes for us to take, and they were just kind of not great. <laughs> so I was like, screw it. I'm going to make my own quiz. So the first part is going to see how sinfully pleasurable. There's a better way to say that. Just going to take the quiz and I'll give you the results. And then the second part of it is kind of a compatibility scene to see how compatible are we are guilty pleasure wise. Because I thought that would be a little bit fun too. Definitely. There will be like a brief break for me to math if you want to think of some way to entertain us at that point in the future. Uh, there's only five questions in this quiz. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> As with all things, that may prove your undoing. <laughs> all right, question number one. Which would give you the most pleasure to fall asleep either during or doing? Reading a good book, listening to music, watching a TV series or movie, or other? And you can tell me what the other is. I am going to go with reading a good book. Okay. Um, I was torn between that and listening to music because for many years I listened to music to fall asleep. I cannot fall asleep if there's a TV on in the room. We're very different in that way. I fall asleep to <laughs> all of these, to be honest. <laughs> Usually I, I will read until I start to realize that, oh, I read that sentence like three times. And then that gives me a clue that, okay, it's time to go to bed. I genuinely just straight up fall asleep in the middle of reading, in the middle of a sentence, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm waking up. I fall asleep really, really easily. I do not. I have a lot of trouble falling asleep. Oh. So, yeah. So guilty pleasure for you like, is sleeping in the first place. It is. It's like I, I have to make a conscious effort to say, okay, I am going to sleep now. I only have to do that when I'm like really hyped up about something that's gonna happen but in general i really really like sleep and i don't have too many problems around it okay you ready for number two i'm ready all right you have the you have three hours to yourself perhaps longer anyway you have three hours to yourself no interruptions guaranteed what do you do curl up on the comfiest chair in the house and read secret craft project time treat yourself to a special either handmade <laughs> meal or bought in a complimentary alcoholic beverage all of the above people are insane. It's obviously time for a long nap. Or it's game time. Like, you have the whole house to yourself. Nobody else is home or anything. That's a really hard one. My my first instinct is to combine A and C. Uh, get myself some kind of really delicious meal and drink. And then read for three hours. That would be so decadent to me. At the same time, I think three hours uninterrupted for a D&D &D game sounds really awesome right now too. <laughs> Do I have to just pick one? <laughs> no, I am scoring you in the background, which you have just Ooh. found out about. <laughs> uh, okay, Ooh, I'm a little scared. 
I mean, napping is awesome, but I think that, that for me, that three hours to yourself is so rare that, oh my gosh. <laughs> You're just salivating over three hours to yourself. I am. Okay. <laughs> Number three, which one of these is the most indulgent after orgasm option for you? Falling into a relaxed sleep, snack binge, snuggles slash cuddles, <laughs> being a left alone to bask in the good good feels or like just not being touched while you bask in the good good feels snack bitch <laughs> snack bitch <laughs> snack bitch <laughs> yep. and for extra points that don't exist are you gonna do that solo or are you gonna go try to drag them into your snack binge with you i would try to t- try to drag husband into my snack binge i would probably suggest cheese and whiskey (laughs) (laughs) all right number four someone has been bad and they've been caught of course the law should take over but they've been very very terrible and secretly you'd be happy if they escaped through some bit of brilliance they mysteriously ended up injured the same way their victims had been they were dealt the ultimate lecture set down which made them realize the error of their ways they died as a result of their own actions or some other option and you can fill in the blank. Oh no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh no. See, I'm I'm reading this as you're re- as you're, you know, reading it to me and you have bad capitalized and terrible capitalized and i'm like a typical suburban housewife and i like my true crime you know documentaries and so right away my brain is going to like dark dark places and so i have to say b they mysteriously end up injured the same way their victims had been because i'm a sicko (laughs) loose cannon (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> Snorts. I mean, it's like it's easy to just say they died, you know. But I think I'm I'm down for a little bit of torture. <laughs> um. Okay. The fifth one. So this one is a multi-option. You can choose as many of them as apply, but you have to fill in the blanks for them. So if anyone caught you doing it, you'd claim to be embarrassed or tricked into it, but secretly you feel elation when you are jamming out in the car to blank music, avoid blank with a white lie to do something else, buy blank and keep slash hide it for yourself, binge blank. Hmm. I mean, I'm a total car jammer, so there is not much that would embarrass me to be caught jamming out to. I think I would be embarrassed if I skipped out on some kind of a family obligation and then, like, got caught. Family guilt is just so guilty. Um, I can't really think of anything. Think of snacks you might feel guilty from hiding from your kids or your husband or stuff like that. (laughs) We do that all the time, so I wouldn't feel guilty. (laughs) Nope. There's certain stuff that is just not for the kids and not just like alcohol, you know, certain, certain treats are just us only. There's nothing I'd feel guilty binging. Okay. Do you want to hear my answers to these ones? I do. I do. I do. Okay. So jamming out, which is what I call singing and dancing in the car. I would not feel guilty getting caught unless it was like to Disney music. But Disney music is so good. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you appreciate that too. 
It's so good. <laughs> There's a line with the sky meets the sea. It calls me. I'm jamming out right now. I don't feel guilty avoiding things with light lies to do anything else. I used to. That's why it's a it's a white lie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of things that I like to buy and sometimes I don't want the roommates knowing because like they might want it too and I'm feeling really gluttonous and want it to myself. We share a fridge and freezer and a, mostly it's there's this gelato that Ruin roommate oh. introduced me to that it's like their favorite and I gave it a try and now it's kind of one of my favorites. So if I buy it they generally assume that it was a nice thing I was doing for them and sometimes <laughs> not so much. <laughs> You'd feel like a real dick if you put a little note on it. Yeah. <laughs> this is only for Jean. Yeah, so if I'm forced to admit that would, um, I feel a little guilty for that. And then the only binge <laughs> I think that I would be embarrassed to make claim to is how much money sometimes I binge on dice. Oh. I, okay. I love my hoard, but I probably spend more money than I shoot on it. Your goblin. Yeah. Yes. So those are mine. With with <laughs> those admissions in mind, do you have any that you're going to change from yours? Mm, nope. <laughs> okay. I have no shame. <laughs> so if you want to find a way to keep us entertained while I do maths real quick, that would be great. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just going to laugh awkwardly into the microphone. Um, well, I mean, as we acknowledged, it's been a couple days since our Valentine's Day Guilty Pleasures podcast began. In that time, our former president was acquitted on his impeachment charges in the Senate. He was convicted by a number of Republican senators, which was pretty admirable, uh, but, but ultimately did not get the majority needed to convict, which is disappointing. But now the door is open for any and all criminal charges as a result of his failed business dealings and the insurrection attempt. So we'll see where that goes. And we are recording today on Mardi Gras, which we went right from the holiday of love here in Pennsylvania. We have a unique Dutch tradition called Fasnacht Day, which is essentially it, it's donut day. Uh, and every year it's just an excuse to go and get really, really fatty donuts. Uh, these are usually handmade. The best ones are made at like local churches and they're actually made with some mashed potatoes in them, which sounds really weird, but it just makes them really starchy and fluffy. And then they're fried in lard. So we, we do up the coronaries correctly here where I live. I don't know if there's anything obviously closer to Nolens than I am. Uh, I have never been to Bourbon Street technically, but I've yeah, never been. I have a lot of friends who have been up to New Orleans, but I myself have never been. I'm fascinated by, like, the history of it. Not so much the going and getting plastered, but... Yeah, I'm not a, a different... big drinker. I'm not really a beginning drunk person. The things of it that I would be interested in are some of the history, um, yeah. the cemeteries. The crews. I'm intrigued by the crews. Where did they come from? Uh, 
who formed them. Oh, we have that down here. Jeez. Uh, Florida, at least Tampa, has its own version of a Mardi Gras, which is Gasparilla. And I believe both Mardi Gras oh. and Gasparilla got canceled last year. And I think they're back this year. But it's kind of the same concept. Bunch of drinking, lots of beads. And there's uh, like parades and there's crews who do like floats and stuff like that. I don't think ours can hit the level that New Orleans does. New Orleans basically is in a tier of itself. What I did see on the news this morning was that since they can't do floats again this year, that some yes. people and some crews are decorating like their houses as the floats, and I thought that was really neat. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. So if you are ready, I have the results of our test. Totally arbitrary test. Grrr. We, according to me, are probably pretty healthy level of guilty pleasures. So us go us. However, you are two points away from being, are you secretly a nun? <laughs> and I was two points away from the opposite spectrum, which was sinfully indulgent. That's amazing. <laughs> and so true. And our compatibility, according to this, is 50%. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, quiz. <laughs> Don't you tell me that I'm not compatible fuck you think you are <laughs> a made-up quiz <laughs> in the last 30 40 minutes before this started that was really fun and i think it's hilarious that one of the categories was are you secretly a nun uh, <laughs> yeah so the first character category was are you secretly a nun do you even live yo <laughs> the second one was this is probably healthy you go, you. Oh, it's such gentle affirmation. The third one was sinfully indulgent. Whoa there, buddy. <laughs> and it was the last one, the last couple of them that really got me. <laughs> a couple of questions. Other than that, we were fairly close on points. You came up kind of more in general on points. But that last one, which had the most arbitrary points either. So my scoring system was set for questions one through four. But my fifth one, literally my notes to myself say arbitrary. At the least it's one. At the highest it's five? Question mark. And that's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, So that was all i really had that was a fun idea i was trying to think of of some other um guilty pleasures after we talked last week you know i was getting furious unicorn to bed and realized that i was in my comfiest pj pants and my comfiest slipper socks which happened to be a pair that i had in the hospital when I had the Furious Unicorn, and they're enormous. Oh, I love hospital socks. Exactly, and and I still wear those all the time, but they're so big they come up almost to my knees. Nice. Do you have anything that's kind of like a guilty pleasure, like piece of clothing that you're like, oh my God, I really shouldn't wear this, but I do. So I have very, very big calves. They don't make socks that fit my calves for the most part. I have to special order socks if I want them to go above the ankle area. And knee-high socks, which I love and I think are adorable, I never get to wear because what happens is the best version. Have you ever seen Invader Zim? No. Okay. Well, there's an adorable character called Gur. I have socks that have him on them. But you see how big that eye is? Now imagine that eye going from the back of your calf to the front of your shin. 
<laughs> it is not supposed to be that wide. It is supposed to be a normal size eye, but that is how big my calves are. And it's stretched out so far that you can see the lines in between the sock lines. So I have one pair of knee highs and they are probably my guilty pleasure because if I could, I'd wear them all the time. It's just too hot in Florida for me to wear socks most of the time. That is so nice. Yeah. Speaking of binging things, binging shows, what what are your guiltiest pleasures to to binge watch? Oh, to binge watch or to just binge? Ooh. You're going to have to answer that one first while I think for a minute because I binge pretty much everything I watch. So trying to think of when I have a guilty pleasure about it's going to take me a minute. Um, I would say for me, I love to binge watch reality TV from other countries. Uh, one of them would be The Great British Baking Show. We've discussed this. Mm-hmm. That show, I find it so soothing and happy and it just has such a nice tone that it puts you in a good, a good headspace. You feel like there is still good in the world in this little tent with these sweet people making tasty creations and they're help they help each other and it's just such a different tone from American reality TV. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I really like Made in Chelsea and The Only Way is Essex. I like how your non-American TV shows are just English TV shows. Like, they're just European TV shows. Okay, they're they're kind of limited to, like, what I can get on Hulu or Netflix. I mean, you can get all sorts of Korean and Japanese dramas on both of those, too, just so you know. I really want to try one of those, but a lot of them are subtitled. And usually when I do get the chance to binge watch, I'm working. So... I mean, when I get the chance to watch most of my TV is during during the workday. The trick to watching things with subtitles is your brain kind of starts filling it in with just glances down at them. It depends on the show. Some shows, there's just too much talking to do it in. However, I have been watching anime with subs since I was a teenager, and I have a lot of practice when I'm binge shows in English. I can watch two, three, four seasons in a day, depending on the length of the season. But my guilty pleasure, I don't think really applies to show so much as it does web comics. Uh, there's an app called Webtoons that has a whole bunch of comics on it. And one of my guilty pleasures, which I don't even think you know about yet, is there are certain romance ones that I will stay up way past when I should have at night and binge the entire thing up to like the most recent update. <laughs> so yeah, that's a nice segue into our reading project because I was just gonna say that. So are you ready to record next week for that? I am. I am excited. I have started, uh, I've started my book selection. I got to meet some characters last night, uh, and I'm already intrigued. So I am looking forward to a lively discussion on our first Goblin Gap Ventures book club. Very cool. I thought we should maybe talk about the books a little bit, what we liked, what we didn't like in them, and then maybe some comparison between them, and then talk about some topics specific to the romance genre and how these books approach that. I think that sounds good. Cool. Join us next time when we talk books and we talk romance. Woo woo. It's like we're on a romance roll. At least we're not on an ugly porn couch. Avoid those this week, dear listener. May they not ruin the mood for your own guilty pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 Goblin Cat Adventures!